Here's your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, a Doctor's Perspective Minnesota, episode 41. Well, if you're not following me on social media, then you missed my birthday. <laughs> I know, I'm hurt, but don't worry. You can still send me a message late. Or if you really want to, buy the host a cup of coffee at doctorsperspective.net slash support. If you didn't know, these shows are free to you, but they're not for me. Beyond the amount of time it takes to do all this stuff, there's actual hard costs. So if you get a benefit from the show, marketing, practice management, a relationship tip, a travel tip, by all means, please go to that site. There's a bunch of different options from $4.95 for a cup of coffee all the way to, my goodness, this is amazing. I want to give you money every month. Give me some free swag and books and I'll say thank you so much that way. All right, enough of that. But for real, I'm 37 now. And this episode is Masters of Fitness Business. Uh, It's Josh Satterley. I've had him on the show. It'll be in the show notes. But I like what he was saying. So I, I listened to a couple of different episodes of his. I don't I think this might be the last one about that type of topic directly with him. It won't be the last time I probably talk about a clinic gym hybrid system in these minisodes just because they have so much to offer. All right, let's do it. He had high overhead. He had 13 employees. He goes, it was doable, but you had to have a manager to do it. All those personalities and him and the host were going back like, yes overhead staff is your biggest expense you got to manage it sometimes we have too many people or just people that aren't efficient so is there a way to like replace them you know all right so he trained several personal trainers or athletic trainers with the sfma and really got their skills up so much that people thought huh maybe they're a chiropractor as well which is kind of good because it frees up the doctor to do more complicated cases and the things that we can only charge for the adjustments and so you can have somebody when you first start out in the office doing the rehab for you, you know, with doctor notes, compliance with HIPAA and all that kind of stuff. It'll still free you up. Like if they're that good at whatever it is that you're teaching, you know, it may not have to be SFMA, you might be DNS, you might be McKinsey, whatever it is, uh, basic floor exercises with balls and bands, whatever it is that you're comfortable with and teaching and they're good at doing, that's what they can do for you, you know. That way you don't have to do it. There's a code for that. But what we're looking at doing is jumping into group class. Now, these are outside of your clinic. That way the liability and the paperwork is less. Now, you have a different contract. You haven't had like a gym contract with that. And it explicitly starts saying stuff like, you're not a chiropractic patient right now. This is a gym. It might be in our building, but it's separate. It's different. And that reduces your liability. No notes, no HIPAA, those types of things. And of course, you get the revenue stream, which is nice. Now, think about this. Offering a gym membership, group classes, if you will, is a natural progression because you got, all right, we got your spine moving better. That's shutting off uh, the pain receptors. Everything's communicating like it needs to. Moving joint is a healthy joint. We got it stabilized and we strengthened it in the in-office exercises and myofascial release technique. Now what? Are you going to just send them to the gym? Because what they found was send a lot of people to the gym. They're doing, dealing with some trainers that may or, not, may or may not be uh, the most familiar with back pain recovery protocols. Or the patient just does whatever they were doing before. And they hurt themselves again. And then they're back. And you're like, man, it's this repeat process. And you might think, well, that's great for my pocket. Actually, it's not. They might come back to you one more time. But when they hurt themselves again, they're like, man, that car don't know what he's doing. Or that gym's no good. And then they give up on you. They give up on the gym. They might even give up on themselves. We don't want any of that. Like the previous episode said, we don't want that opioid situation either. So instead of them going somewhere with no supervision, you can have the people come to your gym. 
group class, four people, six people, eight people, your athletic trainer, like we said before somewhere, they're about 25 bucks an hour. So you have a morning class, you have a night class, three days a week. You might start out with just a night class three days a week and you pay them for that. And if you hire them all the time in your office, then um, they may have a different rate. They might have a rate for your normal every hour that they work. And then they get more money when they do these classes at the end of the day, something like that. And one thing they went on, they went on a little tangent. A lot of people want pro athletes. Oh, they're this person. Yeah, that's good. You can put a picture on the wall if they let you. That's great. It does. It is. It's good marketing. But they're probably not going to come in as much. And if you notice, sometimes they want free. They're like, I'll do this. You do it free. You can put my name on a wall or whatever and call it even. It's like, well, that doesn't really pay the bills. So remember, it's the general population, you know, country club golfers that will build your clinic. It's not the superstars. It's the normal people, quote, that are going to make this a business. I mean, some people have money and they're willing to spend it on themselves for health. So never discredit what someone might look like because health might be their their new goal and they're willing to spend the money. Whether they go buy that $2,000 plethoron, is that what it's called? Bicycle that plugs in and, and you can train with people around the world. A $700 elliptical machine that they may or may not even use. They might be willing to give some of that to you. $250 a month for the next three months so they can really truly learn what they need to do and then go and do it at a regular gym because they don't want to get hurt again, okay? All right. Now, there are different scenarios in the way you set this up. You might actually work as a physical therapist, as a chiropractor in a gym. And so if that's the case, the gym owner may want to know what type of exercises do you know from the floor position, standing position. You should have multiple exercises for each joint, for each stage. Floor, standing. Do you want um, what kind of athlete it's going to be? So again, Different exercises for each joint. Now you can be like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing. I feel comfortable with him in the gym. He can run a room. I'll refer people to him. Perfect. And then the opposite, if you're going to hire somebody, what can we ask? What can we ask? Here we go. Here's one. What do you do for low back pain? They should have an answer. They should. If they have been working as a trainer for a length of time, they should have had some client say, yeah, I've got neck pain or back pain. Now, what are you going to do with them? Because you can't just have them do the exact same stuff that you'd have someone who's 170 pounds and already fit and just needs some help because they want to train for another event, right? That is not going to be the same thing. So what is their plan? That's what you're looking for. What is their plan? How do they modify and progress someone from a simple exercise to a more complicated one, more weight, more reps, etc.? What are they doing? It's kind of irrelevant what they say. Because you just want to see that they have a plan, that they've experienced this, and that they don't just do cookie cutter, every person's exact same. Okay, let me know. Do these sound preachy? I'm not trying to like be preachy or holier than thou with these. Uh, I just, when I take the notes, I have the notes, and then I'm kind of looking at them while I talk. And so what I'm trying to do is just give you the highlights and make these a short episode. Like I said, less than 10 minutes. If you wanted to do a 45 minute to an hour show, you could have just listened to the whole thing. So I'm just trying to give you the bullet points as if this is the gospel practically like and it may not be you might listen to some of these points and be like i disagree with you justin well you're also disagreeing with whoever was on that podcast that i listened to so i'm just kind of relaying the information that i thought was kind of like the highlights so hopefully you're enjoying these let me know doctorperspective.net slash m41 we just went hashtag behind the curtain